1: The Betches Brides Podcast. A show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I am your host Samantha Bush and today we are joined again by our not like other brides Brides Ambassador, (laughs) Hannah Chamber. Hannah was our very first Brides Ambassador on the podcast, and from her last episode, we learned about how she decided not to have a bridal party and the obstacles she's run into as a same-sex couple. And today, we're going to get a long-awaited update. Well, welcome back. So glad you're here. (laughs) Thanks. How's it going? Good. Yeah, I know. I feel like it has been a really
2: long time. Like I feel like We've, like, gotten a lot of stuff done since then, which, that's like, makes great. me feel good because I feel like we haven't gotten that much stuff done, but this is a good little measurement of that, so thanks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that's great. So I just want to first just check in with you, see, like, how you're doing, how you're feeling, like, going along in the, the process.
2: Good. We – okay, so we just sent our save the dates out last week, I think on, like, Thursday maybe, so they're, like, finally starting to against people, and people are, like, sending – little snapchats and like messages that they got it and that like makes it feel like I feel like there's so many levels of wedding planning that make it feel real for the first time and this is like yeah. a big one for me because people are like booking their hotels and stuff and I'm like wait all these people are going to meet together in the same room I like didn't that didn't hit me until this week so I'm in yeah. that like, exciting phase of it
1: <laughs> no that's so exciting people are probably posting on like their instagram like tagging you like oh my god i got this like it's yeah. so exciting Did you – and I know you just had your engagement shoot. I guess, like, not just because you got the photos back. Like, what was it? Yeah, we did it,
2: like – she was really fast. It was, like, we did it, like, almost exactly a month ago, I think.
1: Okay. Time just is – I don't know what it is. (laughs) I'm, like, I feel like I just saw the pictures, like, yesterday. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that experience. Like, what was it like getting your engagement photos? Like, are you shy in front of the camera?
2: I, less like shy, more awkward, but yeah, um, (laughs) it was really great. I actually, well, first of all, it's kind of funny because a lot of my family lives in Ireland and they were kind of like, what is this that you just posted to Instagram? Like, did you guys elope? Like, why are you wearing white and holding flowers? Wait, do they not do those? (laughs) Not really. I'm sure there's some people that do, but it's just like, you don't really send save the dates either. It's, it's not, it's very different in that sense. So they kind of were like, why are you doing this? Like what happened? Do you need to tell us anything? And I was like, no, but it was something that was, uh, I'd say like my third priority in finding a photographer first was obviously like style, then budget. And then I really wanted someone that could do an engagement shoot with us. And our photographer actually included a complimentary one. So that was really great. It's really nice. Just because, yeah, I wanted to see, I feel like photographers are also different in terms of guidance and Mm. like, you know, what they ask of you and how much they make you actually just like stand there and listen to the noise of your mouth smiling in different shapes. (laughs) So it was really great to kind of get those like that initial kind of like jittery feeling out of the way because I was really nervous for the pictures. um, Just because I know I am so awkward in front of the camera. So when we like actually did it and I felt comfortable. It just took like such a wave of anxiety away for the actual wedding day. Like I'm so excited to hang out with Cassie, our photographer again. Like we're going to be with her for the whole day. So I'm so glad that like our personalities mesh and she was just so great. It was like, it was exactly what I needed to kind of like calm that aspect of being anxious. Oh
1: yeah. I would be such an anxious mess. Like (laughs) I would be freaking out just like – Smiling for, like, one or two pictures is fine, but this is, like, a whole shoot. Like, you're doing all the poses. There's twirls. There's champagne popping. Like, there are things happening, (laughs) The champagne popping
2: was (laughs) – so we brought two bottles just in case. The first one, (laughs) Peggy, like, really went ham, like, shaking it at the end, and it was all over the place, and Cassie, our photographer, like, ran and was like, I – didn't get a lot of pictures <laughs> because yeah. I was being coated with Prosecco. So luckily we had the second time to do it. But then just like stupid things. Like I I was wearing Spanx under the first dress and then like needed to wear um, different underwear under the next outfit. And I forgot to pack that. And oh so God. I was like – we had like a shot list of things we wanted. And I was like, I can't be like picked up right now because I'm wearing a skirt
1: with, with nothing. nothing so. Like that would be a whole different kind, <laughs> of sh- different kind of shoot. Yeah. So
2: I was like, we're going to yeah. not – do these like 10 pictures from the Pinterest inspo board. And yeah. I'm going to be standing really still for the last 30 minutes of this shoot, but it was perfect. She found like workarounds for everything. It was really good.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to ask like, what was on your like mood board inspiration for the shoot? Because it, it, the pictures were, I mean, I see so many engagement photos Yeah, running the bride's Instagram and everything that it's like, there's such a specific like aesthetic that people are going for. And I'm so so curious, like what yours was.
2: Um, Peggy and I have like a bunch of shared Pinterest boards, um, that we both just like kind of add to. And then we kind of just, sometimes we pin the same Picture actually, which happens a lot, which is when we like know that's it. (laughs) You know, we kind of then go through it after and we're like, this is not it. This is great. I love this. Kind of look at it together after. And we found that we just like kind of liked a lot of photos in like ambiguous city settings where it wasn't really obvious. Like we're not in Times Square. We're not like somewhere where you can really. I mean, I'm sure that people who know Albany like know that that's it, but yeah. most people wouldn't look at that and be like, oh, this looks like – I would have know, never I'd,
1: thought that. I know nothing. Yeah, I was like, oh, she's in a really beautiful place.
2: Yeah. I just wanted somewhere that looked – so we communicated that with our photographer too where we were like, we don't really care where we do it as long as it – we're just not like take pictures in a field kind of people. So mm-hmm. we were like, we don't want it to be like too naturey, but we don't want it to be too like landmarky. So she came up with like a, the perfect place to kind of have something in the middle. And then it was also tricky because it was November, the beginning of November. Oh, my God, the weather. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to wear pants because I'm five feet tall and – pants look stupid oh, on yeah. me. You're
1: five feet tall. <laughs> yeah. You're a tiny little thing. <laughs> I look so
2: stupid in pants. So I was like, I don't want to take pick. like it's just hard. So I was like, I would like to wear a dress yeah. and Peggy wanted to into our jacket because it was going to be cold and it ended up being 70 degrees and it all worked out. But the outfit planning of it, I like sometimes look at pictures of girls and their fiances and the, they're just like put on a button down and some khakis and they call it a day and the girl's in like a beautiful like down, fragile, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Something really stunning. And I'm like, wow, you don't know how easy that is because the yeah. two of us were like, we had our friends come over and we were like trying on our outfits together. And I was like, okay, take a picture of them together. Cause I want to see what they look like. We had the shoes matching, but like not too matching. It was. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. You want it to match, yeah. but not like too matchy matchy. Yeah. You know? And we have
2: different styles, but like, I always say different styles with similar tastes. So like we just wanted it to kind of like feel cohesive and not like we just showed up and like didn't know what we were doing that day. I didn't know that we were going to have two outfits until the day before. Oh, okay. Um, So like the white suit was not planned. I like ran to Bloomingdale's and just like saw it. And my friend was with me and we both like kind of looked at the same time and I was like, I'm just going to get it. And I knew that Peggy had worn an outfit to a wedding recently that matched that. So I was like, you have to wear this. We have to do this. (laughs) We need two outfits. So it was kind of a little chaotic, but it Worked out. It's just pictures. It's not that big of a deal,
1: but. <laughs> no, the pictures are really beautiful. For your Save the Dates, did you have like your, like some of your pictures on the Save the Date or was it just.
2: No, we just did, um, we have like a venue illustration. We okay. haven't like, I'll probably post it after um, more people get it, but yeah, I love like the surprise people opening it, but we decided we didn't want to have pictures on it. We're going to actually send out like maybe a Christmas card or something with the picture That's just great. to like do that, but we wanted the Save the Date and the invitation to look like part of a suite together
1: so yeah does not have photos on it oh well love that I love yeah. like the illustrations <laughs> people are doing a lot of like watercolor and things like that yeah we actually the
2: guy who did it sent it to us and we have it framed like on our bar cart now and it's super cute like if that's really depending cute. on like how your studio or whoever you get your invitations from does it if you do get a custom uh, illustration see if they can actually send it to you because it's a really cute keepsake to have
1: no, that's really, really cute. I love that idea.
0: Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So, Newly is a subscription clothing rental service
1: what stage of wedding planning are you in like what's going on tell me everything
2: so we have all of our we've had all of our vendors booked for a little while we're kind of in the stage where like <laughs> we're in, i think like the very specific stage people will understand of like that we wish that we could have an RSVP on our save the date
1: <laughs> because yeah.
2: we're kind of at the point where like a lot of the decisions that we'll have to make in like, like that limbo stage of like, we don't know how many people are there's going to be. So we're kind of waiting to see that. Obviously, like we have a B list. So we're kind of, there's yeah. a lot of that, like that waiting feeling right now. Um So we're just trying to focus on some of the things we can do that are like fun to do outside of that. Like we did um, a styling session with something borrowed blooms this week because we're renting flowers from them which was like kind of early in the timeline to do that. But I was like, I just need something. Well, I definitely want to talk to you about that because I'm (laughs) so
1: curious. I see them all the time on my TikTok and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm so curious like about that whole process. I Truthfully, I don't know what it is. So I would love to hear about what it even is. So what I was saying was, is like a lot of brides say that like they get engaged. They like have a little celebratory like moment, week or two. And then all of a sudden they're booking their vendors. Yeah. And then there's that lull. Where they're like, yeah. what should I be doing right now? Like so much is contingent on like how many people are coming, like, but that so it's like then it's crunch time, like two months out.
2: Yeah. Well, we have like a longer engagement anyway. So we kind of have more of those like lulls and stops yeah. than um someone on like a shorter time frame would, which I wanted. We both said that we wanted that just so we had more time to save and more time to like you know, make informed decisions and make sure we get the vendors that we wanted and mm-hmm. things like that. Like it's ultimately good. But there are times where it's like the first question people ask you when they see you, they're like, how's wedding planning? And you're like, I yeah. haven't done anything in like three It's literally me, me
1: at talking yeah. to you right now. I'm like, so how's it going?
2: <laughs> Which like, yeah, I actually have updates this time, but there's yeah. definitely times where people ask and I'm like, um, like, well, I just look at pictures. I literally like the code name of the style name of my dress when I don't have anything to do, I just like look that up on TikTok and see if like any bridal shops have been like, Here's how we would dress different euphoria characters, and like see if mine's in there. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, cool, that, that's my dress on someone. <laughs> I'm just like, I just need to like trick my brain into thinking I'm doing something sometimes because there's definitely just periods where I'm like so excited about it. But if I get like a rehearsal in their dress right now, I'm not gonna. Like, I'm going to want another one in in almost a year. So I'm trying to, like, really hold off on the things that do not need to be done yet because I know that I'll want to do them later and, like, I'll change my mind.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Just kind of, like, take this time right now to just, like, enjoy being engaged and, like, enjoy the process even though the process right now is, like, you're really not doing too much. (laughs) Uh, But sending out the save the dates is, like, so exciting, though. Like, I totally get that.
2: Yeah. And Peggy is going to go – like, she's planning her appointment to get – her custom look. <laughs>
1: um, What's that which entail?
2: I, I don't know what it's going Do you, to be. Do you like in... have any idea? No, she's like being super vague about it. She's like, I'm not telling you anything. You'll see it when you see it, which I'm really excited about. I know she's going to pick something really cool, but so yeah, That's we have like things so like exciting. that coming up that are like, those are like the pieces that are moving. I'm like trying to figure out a photo booth and just little things like that, but they're still on the kind of like... The little plotting a phase. Stages. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so what are you feeling? Like, are you feeling any overwhelming feelings? Have you felt any, like, discouraging feelings since you started wedding planning?
2: I mean, definitely there are, like, a lot of moments of feeling overwhelmed. Like, I think in the beginning when you first realize, like, you know, oh, I would love to have this many people come to a wedding. And then you mm-hmm. make the list and, like, your family takes up, like, three quarters of that or something. <laughs> That's, That's like, the first level of overwhelming. And then... You kind of figure it out and get excited and like scoop yourself back up again. And then obviously I spent a lot of time on like TikTok and we've been going to a lot of other weddings and stuff like that. So like that's kind of a roller coaster too, because it gets you so excited for your own wedding, gets you so excited to see all of your people together. But then it's also so hard not to compare. And like I think TikTok has like
1: oh my god, so many
2: amazing ideas that you get really excited about, and you're like, I wanna try that. And then you kind of like think about it and lose momentum. So it's like it's literally like a rubber band, like back and forth all the time. And like the umbrella of feeling is basically like positive. Like I love that we get to do this. We worked together at a wedding vendor before we were even together. So we've been talking about weddings together for like five years. Like we have (laughs) like done, like we love talking about weddings, but when it comes to being like no, we don't have it in the budget to switch out the chairs. But look how cool these like clear acrylic like, ghost chairs on Instagram are. Like yeah.
1: those are the moments when you're like, oh, "Why do I have access to the internet? Like, why no, am I, I doing know. this?" There's like a lot of brides talk about that too, is like the comparison, and then yeah. also just the second guessing. Like you think like you made a really good decision, and then all of a sudden you like go on TikTok and you're like, "Wait, this is better." But now I'm like locked into this other yeah. choice. So it's, it's probably really, really hard. So like, I always commend like anybody planning a
2: wedding. (laughs) There are definitely, I mean, even when we sent out our save the dates and obviously Peggy is a wedding invitation designer. So she's designed hundreds and hundreds of invitations. And we went through like so many iterations of what ours would look like. And then when we sent it out, she was like, I wish that I did like this a little bit shinier instead of matte so it would show up better. And I was like, we got to let these things
1: go. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean, and you know, I think that it, It's human to obviously like have feedback your own stuff that you do and you just can't dwell on it. Like it makes sense to talk about it, but kind of leave it at that.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned that you had a styling session with Something Mm -hmm. Borrowed Blooms. What is Something Borrowed Blooms? (laughs) What – like I've seen it, like I said, on TikTok, but I don't really know what it is.
2: Yeah, I feel like people who follow me are probably like, "Okay, we get it. Like, stop talking about it." But I'm like, just I just get excited about it. It's um, it's basically like run the <clears throat> runway, but for flowers. Like, you just order the pieces that you need for your wedding, and then send them back when you're done.
1: Are they silk flowers? Yeah. Okay. I was like, how is this happening? <laughs> yeah, they are. Okay. Magical little
2: <laughs> enchanted flowers that okay. last forever. Um, no, they're silk flowers, and you can like mix different collections, or you can. I don't know. I've seen lots of people – like they have a Facebook group that I'm in and I've seen people say that they had a wedding in like Arizona in the heat and it was the only way they could get like magnolias without them drying up because they're mm-hmm. fake. Um, but like the cost of fake flowers is actually really high. So like purchasing them outright can be really expensive and then you're kind of mm-hmm. stuck with them in a closet and like have to try and sell flowers them on Facebook. Flowers in or general
1: are so expensive. I feel like no matter what the alternative is, if you go to like a silk flower or a real flower or – either way, like it can be really pricey. Yeah.
2: And I mean, we had looked at a couple, we actually looked at one venue that um, you could have like a flower add on where they would like put little kind of like wildflower buds uh, across your tables for like $600 or something. And I was like, this feels like a scam.
1: Yeah. Like what does that even mean?
2: Yeah. You didn't get to like really see them before or anything. So I was like, oh, that makes me nervous. So I like this because we're like 10 months out and I'm like, literally on Zoom with them. I'm like, can you put this piece of dried pampas into this bouquet? I want to see what it looks like. And I'm like looking at pictures of my venue and I'm like, this will do. Okay. Like I, <laughs> that is something about flowers is that it can be really expensive and you kind of have to be hands off because you get mocks and stuff, but like you never really know exactly what you're going to get. So, um, I like that I'm getting exactly what I know I'm going to get.
1: <laughs> so do they send you all the pieces and then you put them together or they put together
2: yeah. So you, um, can, or you order, like you place a big order of everything that you want and then you can pick like, if you want like a four day rental, I think something shorter or a 10 day rental. I think those might be the two windows. I'm not quite sure. And you get it ahead of time. And like, we are trying to decide if we're going to have something that will be like really built or not, probably not, but we might just do like, they have stands you can put centerpieces on that they'll just send you and you just like plop the centerpiece on the stand. (laughs) But people do like make full installations with them too. And you just basically take like the garlands and like zip tie them and, you know, do whatever you need to do. So we are, we have um, a day of coordinator who's going to set everything up for us and put all the centerpieces Uh out and pull anything in from the ceremony to bring into the reception. So we'll have someone that's there like to be hands-on and do it during the day. But yeah, you pick all the pieces.
1: (laughs) Oh, that sounds like really nice. And you can just rent them and then send them back?
2: Yeah. And we, you can like, so you can purchase like your bridal bouquet if you want, which I'll probably do just to keep it forever. Yeah. Cause that's cute to me. And you don't have to deal with like figuring out how to preserve a bouquet, which I do love how that looks. It would be cool to have it like on my dining room table.
1: I love that. And what kind of tools are you using like for like planning your wedding? I know you and I talked a little bit this morning about wedding wire and like yeah. what you're doing with that. So if you could just give a little bit of insight Yeah.
2: um, So we are using Zola for like our website and registry and that has a lot of good tools in it. So we've kind of just been like, okay, we'll do this. Like we use Google like docs and sheets for a lot of things too. Like we have so many spreadsheets and little documents and notes and stuff that we kind of just keep in like one mass thing that we both have access to because... Mm -hmm. I created our our wedding email and then we both just have it on our phones and can sign into it and seal the documents. So that's kind of the easiest way for us both to be hands on with it. Yeah. I think as it gets closer we'll probably need something like a little more visual and have like a little I don't know, I saw like the post-it boards or things like that just to kind of keep it, you know, visual and like Yeah. keep yourself accountable, but I would I, I would love to do like a planner, but there just like weren't a lot of planners that were like like a physical book planner that yeah. like were customizable to a timeline, and like most of them had like super gendered language in them, and like very traditional things. To them that were like, so like, how much are you going to pay like for your garter for the garter toss? Like, add that to your budget. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. So it yeah. just felt like there wasn't like a really good customized option. So I think just kind of sticking things together like on Google and Zola is going to be fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I loved that post it that I posted on Betches Brides of like when she like. Completed something, she like took it off the board. Like, I'm such a visual, like, hands on person that, like, I that's what I would need to do. Like, I would need to physically see it. (laughs) Because also with the planners, like you said, Mm -hmm. I'm also just that person too where I always start out really strong with my planners. Yeah, same. I have all these pens with all these (laughs) colors, there's stickers, there's post it's. And then, like, by like week three, I'm like, oh God, I have not touched this in days like I would just need to like be held accountable
2: yeah that's like I'm kind of the like I will start a planner and never pick it up again and Peggy's like more visual so we're trying to find a way that like works for both of us but for right now this stuff is good and we'll fine-tune it later (laughs) it's
1: working yeah what has been like something like the most annoying thing about planning a wedding um, you know what I mean? Like what have you been like, this is just like family, friends. I know I – do you know how many times people write in to me and say that their mother-in-law wants to invite like an extra like 35 people and yeah, like I- that. that's like the biggest thing is guest list and like f- how to navigate that like with friends and family. So I'm curious like what your biggest – like hurdle yeah, has
2: been. I would say guestless as well, and it's not from like any familial pressures at all. Like m- both of our moms and b- both of our families have been really flexible, and there have been a couple of names to the list that they're like, "Hey, I'd like to have this person," and we're just like, "Cool, we're not like that's not like a worth it argument to me because I'm like, yeah, of course, <laughs> like yeah. invite who needs to come." I, I would say the list is probably the hardest thing, just for a lot. Like one is that. You kind of get to that like six degrees of mess where it's like, well, if I invite, but this person, I have to invite this person, this person, this person. And Mm -hmm. especially now that we've sent out the save the dates, I like woke, I've been waking up in the middle of the night and being like, did I invite this person? And then I'll like look at the list because I genuinely forget. Like there's like, it's a long
1: list. How many people are coming to your, or did you invite or are? Yeah. So
2: our venue has a maximum capacity of 180. Okay. Um, and I would love to have like a 120 person wedding, but our get as soon as we made our list, it was like 260, and I was like, "Oh God!" So no, I know. <laughs> yeah, which we booked our venue knowing that, but we also were like, we really can't do more than 180. Like, it's not realistic for our budget. It's not something that we really want. So we need to get it down to this number. Yeah, but it just again that is I think, and it's not from pressure coming from anyone at all. It's just from me feeling awkward about like. I invited this person, but I didn't invite this person yeah. or like, you know, family neighbors from home that I haven't seen in years, and I invited two of them but not one because I genuinely haven't talked to one. they mm-hmm. I've never hung out with them, but I invited the other like it it's just like the self-guilt that you get from the guest list. Yeah. Is That's what really everybody shitty. says. Yeah, everyone it,
1: says because, that.
2: And I when I when I was like, you know, before I was engaged, I had a couple of weddings from people that I was friends with in college or high school or whatever that I didn't get invited to. And I felt so upset. I was like, I can't believe I got shafted. Like, I wanted to be at this wedding. It looked so fun. And now I'm like, I will never hold it over anyone's head ever again. Like, I wouldn't even think twice about it if someone did not invite me to their wedding unless it was, like, my best friend. I'm like, do you? Like, please – do not think exactly. of that twice. Like it, as soon as you have to like put pen to paper and make a guest list, everything you've thought about guest list before goes out the door.
1: <laughs> I know. I learned that too, like through this podcast and just through the Instagram, like I feel like such an asshole every time. <laughs> like I've ever felt like, oh my God, like why wouldn't I get a plus one? Yeah. Like, because they don't fucking know that person. They barely know you. You're like you're even coming. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how I'm like, okay, I need to check myself. So that's definitely like the biggest hurdle people feel they have. Yeah. So I want to get into some unpopular opinions. I asked everybody who follows Betcha's Brides like what their unpopular opinions were when it comes to wedding planning. And these are some of the choices. So I definitely want (laughs) to talk about them with you, see what you think. So the first one is... If you chose your wedding date first Mm -hmm. and a friend decided to make her day the week before or after, that's suspicious. What are your thoughts?
2: That's layered. I
1: wouldn't call it suspicious. I I would say it's
2: complicated. Yeah. It's literally complicated. I mean, I would say it's going to be stressful for everyone involved is because like the weeks before and after are crazy for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, kind of like what I was saying for the guest list, I think once you actually start planning, there are so many like beliefs that I had about weddings as a guest that I've completely shed now that I'm planning because I'm like, maybe it was the only day that like, you know, for example, Peggy's mom's a teacher where we're like, not that we necessarily were like she happens to have off the Monday of the weekend we're getting married. So we were like, yeah, that was – not we were between two weekends. We picked Mm -hmm. that one instead because it would be nice, like, that she has some time off that week. Like, if someone – one of our friends' boyfriends is a firefighter. He has to pick his time off a whole year in advance. Like, there are some people that just have restrictions with dates or maybe they have family members that are getting – like, there's so many, like, well, maybes. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't say it's suspicious. I would say it's complicated. And I would say, like, put your feelings about it up front so it doesn't come out, like, the – Month of when you're all right. sensitive about things, but it's you have to let it go because, especially with the wedding season being like crazy, such there's only there's only four weekends in each month, right? <laughs> and there's only so many months that are like prime for so many spots that like some days are cheaper than others, like it's just mm-hmm. there's so many things. Um, I would say it's not suspicious, but it is complicated,
1: <laughs> yeah. And like just try to give that person the benefit of the doubt, like hopefully this isn't like a pattern of behavior for this person. And they're like, you know, this is really just the only date available. And this is the only time like my fiance could cut, like get off work, like whatever the yeah. case, like I would just try to give that person the benefit of the doubt. But I just thought that that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, the next one is you can have two weddings, the elopement and the wedding close together. Like you can have, like you can elope and then also have like your second wedding, like within the same month. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I I, I I've never I really had can't. anyone do that before.
2: <laughs> I don't really care about people. Like, what. you don't have to go if you don't like it. You know what I mean? Um, I was also kind of looking at, like, maybe we were thinking, like, what happens if we did, like, a city hall ceremony, then, like, kind of more of a party after. And I just feel like, especially with COVID, where people, like, had to make different plans. Mm-hmm things happen. I think most of the situations that I know where people have had to do both, they were like a year apart, but that was literally just because we didn't know what it was going to look like now. Yeah. But whatever. Like, yeah, if one's in Italy and one's in Hawaii and you have to travel to both, like, yeah, that sucks. Maybe think about your guests. But like, I don't know. People can pick and choose which one they're going to. I don't really care.
1: (laughs) I'm curious, what else have you like realized now that you're planning a wedding where like like what we said earlier about how you were a guest and you had a very different idea of wedding planning? Like what is something else that you've realized?
2: I think it's just like lots of variations on the same bottom line of like every decision a couple has to make when they're wedding planning had like 45 deciding factors into it. And they probably, if it turns out that that decision like is a little bit shitty towards you they probably thought about that and it probably was weighted in their decision and they probably weren't like well screw you I'm gonna do this anyway there probably was just a bigger heavier factor on the other side it can be like literally anything from like who's in the bridal party to whether or not they're gonna provide transportation to how many rooms are in the like there's so many things that people take personally that like I'm sure that couple had a hard time making that decision and like I'm going to hold a lot more grace for people when I go to their weddings and just think that like it might not be convenient for me, but I'm sure the decision-making process was just as bad for them and Mm -hmm. it probably wasn't like a careless decision.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. I always think like – and I know this is going to sound harsh, so I don't mean for it to sound the way that it's going to come out, but it's just like, not everything is like about you. Like I know it's easy to obviously sit there and feel like attacked. Like this person is getting married the week before I'm getting married. Like I should be really upset by this and hurt, but like, it's probably has nothing to do with you. And they probably thought about that a lot.
2: Yeah. And again, I am also not saying that like, it's like a double-edged sword of like not everything's about you but also like it's not just oh everything's about the couple like it's not just like oh what they want and screw you but again it is a balancing act and like I'm sure they thought about you this is just what they had to do yeah
1: you have to like toe the line a little bit it's yeah it can be hard
2: it's not black and white
1: this person thought honeymoon funds are tacky do you think honeymoon funds are tacky
2: um, no, and I also appreciate them because there's been so many times that I've been like in the car on the way to a wedding, and I'm like, Shit. Oh my god, I know <laughs> I forgot to write a check, I forgot to do this. And you just like pop a Zola and throw some money in the honeymoon fund, and like everyone's happy, yeah, not tacky. If you think it's tacky, get them the Waterford crystal. Like, I don't, know.
1: yeah, there's other options for you. <laughs> this person says that they're over thank you notes and that they want our generation to be the ones to put a stop to writing them. I'm a big thank you note person.
2: Yeah, me too. And I mean, as a kid, like my mom would make me write thank you notes all the time. And I was For like – like
1: every birthday. Yeah. And now.
2: and now I love getting them. And I like writing them too. I also have like a box of blank thank you notes that I just think is like a good adult thing to do to just have them. I bought like a box like a 100 off
1: Amazon. It's like a nice thing to do. It's so thoughtful.
2: It comes in handy all the time. Like whether it's just like someone walked my dog one time or – meeting your photographers, you know what I mean? Like just bring a thank you note. I am actually on the opposite of that. I think more thank you
1: notes. (laughs) I agree. I've become like a really big card girl. Like I love a card.
2: Me too. I love to send a card,
1: read a card, write a card. I'm like a very big like words of affirmation girl. So that's probably also why. So I also just think it's like so thoughtful, like the month after your wedding, like you get, or like, a month after someone's wedding, and you get like a little card, like that's so nice.
2: Yeah, we got one recently that had a picture of us that their photographer took, and oh I God. loved that. I actually saw like someone else that we went to the wedding with got it first, and I was like checking the mail every day because I was like, I know we're getting one too. <laughs> I was that's really excited, so cute. and actually, the one of the photo booths that I'm looking at um, it's also a rental actually, but they give you the option to. Print the photos, but they send them to you after the wedding. So you can send them to people in their in your thank you notes. And I just think that's like the that. cutest, most thoughtful thing. Like I would like to enhance the thank you note experience, actually. Yeah, we're <laughs> just pro probably more you unpopular. <laughs> but I don't yeah, care. we're pro thank you
1: notes on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You can't fire a bridesmaid. What are your thoughts? Uh I think it's really depending on the situation.
2: Okay. One thing about me is like I'm a big no girl. Like I love saying no to stuff. So –
1: Miracad naturally did say that no was a complete sentence and I live by that. I
2: even think that like bridesmaids should be able to also opt out of the contract. So like if you're the kind of person who thinks you can fire a bridesmaid, you should also think that like they can dip out when they want to. I think it's like a two-way street. And also like why would you have someone – if you don't want her there, she probably doesn't want to be there either. So like why would you have someone – Yeah at your wedding in that much of a important role if like it's not 100% great for everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm a big person like when it comes to energy and like if there's like some negative energy coming my way, like I'm blocking it. Like I'll fire you as a bridesmaid. Like if you can quit if you don't want to be a bridesmaid, like no hard feelings. Sometimes it's just like not working out,
2: you know? It really has to be no hard feelings though. Like I think just like be grown ups and have a discussion about it.
1: You're very level-headed. You're like the most level-headed person I've spoken to ever. <laughs> I do not give me it'll make
2: me big-headed, but um yeah, I just think that like I've like I've been in bridal parties where like the one of the bridesmaids didn't come or like I've said no to someone's bachelorette mm. party before like I you just if you would like that person you would like someone to give you like the freedom to say no to something later, then you should also give them the freedom to do that.
1: <laughs> That's so true. My last unpopular opinion is you can plan or should plan your own bachelorette party slash trip. Like if you're that specific about like what you want, like you should just plan it yourself. What do you think? I like
2: the you can wording. I'm not Mm. sold on the you
1: should wording. Right. Um, I think that there's like
2: some people who have relationships with whoever is planning it for them that like they would really love that. Like my friend just planned her sisters and like – Loved it. And they all had a great time and there were little surprises and it was great. But like if your maid of honor or whoever is in that seat of planning, like isn't really down to plan it or you would rather do it or you're going to be like yeah. expecting things that they're not going to do. Yeah, that's really awkward. I've also heard of a lot of people lately going on bachelorette parties where like it was nothing the bride would ever want to do. And it's like, OK, if that's going to maybe happen, then like someone should step in and do something about it. Yeah. So I yeah. don't think that there's like a hard and fast rule on who should plan it. I think it should just be like whoever is the most excited about it. And like the bride is cool with that planet. And you can do it together, too.
1: I'm curious what your thoughts are. This is not an unpopular opinion at all. I'm just genuinely <laughs> asking you specifically. Is like, uh-huh. what are your thoughts on like the bachelorette trips?
2: I think that like everyone needs to be on board and like as much transparency as possible. Mm -hmm. And also like ask yourself why each decision is being made, like what your reason is. Because if like it's a you know, a yacht rental day in Miami that like no one can afford and like matching champagne campaign swimsuits and like all of these things that you're ultimately just doing because like you want a picture of it, then Mm -hmm. no. But like I talked about this on the last podcast too, but it was so much fun. I went to – one of my best friends um, had her bachelorette in New Orleans. And yeah, like that's like a far trip for us, but it was amazing. And we did things like she really wanted to have – like we went to a drag show one day. Like we did stuff that like she really wanted to do because she really wanted to do it. There was no like forced fun. There was no forced awkward photo ops. Like I hate when you see like a group of people obviously not having a good time cheersing in a boomerang, like why are you making them do that?
1: No, the dead silence after you do the boomerang, like that dead silence like is so painful. Like I'm literally having war flashbacks to like having to do that. So that's so funny.
2: But like if you're a group that like really wants to go to Las Vegas and see Tiesto and like put that money out for that, like –
1: do it. (laughs) I think the biggest thing is communication and transparency. Like, Yeah, I agree. I think like asking your bridesmaids or your bridal party, like, you know, how much do you – are you comfortable spending? And like it can be anonymous, I think is like so important.
2: And like to let people opt in or out of things like if you want to do that. And like don't
1: be mad. Like you can't be mad at them. Like that's the thing. Like –
2: Yeah, there's like definitely – like, sometimes bridesmaids' party, uh, bachelor parties are such a marathon. Like, if someone needs to, like, if you have a packed itinerary, like, let someone sit out for something if they need to. Like, if someone needs it for their health to take a nap, let them do that and do not hold
1: it against them. <laughs> yeah. So next up, we are going to do the bride's help desk. So this bride is in need of her help. She's in a crisis. So let's see if we can give her some advice. Hi, Betches Brides. I need your help. I am a fall 2023 bride, and I've always known that I did not want a bridal party. It took some convincing, but my fiance <laughs> also agreed that this was a good idea. For context, both of our families are passive aggressive and pushy. Love them, though. <laughs> From Yeah, she had to put that in parentheses. <laughs>
2: Is she a little passive-aggressive too? Yeah, it was a perfect match. <laughs> Sorry.
1: We knew from the moment we became engaged that they would try and make it about them, so we decided it will be easier to not have anyone at our wedding party rather than deal with hurt feelings and attitude coming from both sides. I do not regret my decision, but I'm at the point in wedding planning that people are starting to ask about who will be in our bridal parties. We've been putting it off, telling people, and I need your help. What do I tell them? There's no way I can confess the real reason I'm not having a bridal party, but I don't want to lie. I'm also nervous that telling them might make them more upset than if we just chose people. What should I do?
2: Okay. I have a lot of thoughts about this because obviously I'm also not having like a bridal party in that sense. We are going to have like our siblings stand up with us, but that's not like me picking a MySpace top eight from people I went to college with. Like it's much easier than that. I think that like from the way this was worded, there's definitely – I don't want to project, but it sounds like there's like maybe a sense of – yeah, like, maybe she actually wanted it, but felt like the trouble it would be would outweigh what she wanted and the payoff of that, um, to which, like, that's kind of, like, that was your decision to make. And it, it, it's kind of like when it's, like, I don't know, when someone's like, oh, I don't want to do anything for my birthday. And then their birthday rolls around and they're, like, pissed, pissed. that you didn't do anything for their birthday. Yes, yeah, it's kind of what this almost sounds like to me. I don't know if it was just the way it was written, but um, – yeah would say you don't have to lie, but just you can so easily end the conversation with like, we decided not to do bridal parties um, just because it's easier. Like just Mm -hmm. say just because it's easier. That's literally the truth. Um, That's why you did it. You don't have to be like, because my cousin's a messy bitch and like would probably make the day about her. And like, you don't have to say that. You can just be like, it's easier. And that's like the end of the story. And. People don't really pry. Like, I've had a couple people – I had, like, a stranger recently ask, and she was like, you should really have some bridesmaids. And I was like, I don't care. (laughs) Like, stop. (laughs) You can so easily end a conversation you don't want to be in by just being like, it's easier, end a story. Yeah, I don't think she needs to feel too conflicted about the reason if she's already made the decision.
1: Right. I agree with you. And, I mean, like I said, you're just, like, so – I'm learning so much from you in this episode. You're so wise. Because, like, the Scorpio and me, like, would – pop off or something, like I would get really pissed. But I think like what you said, just saying like, it's just easier for us. And if they Mm -hmm. ask, I doubt that they'll even ask any more questions after that. Like to me, that just sounds like a complete sentence. It ends there. And then you just continue on with like your dinner.
2: Yeah. Also, if the vibes are that messy, like with her inner circle, I feel like they're probably not blind to that. And they're probably also going to be like, cool, I don't have to be a bridesmaid in this wedding. Like, I don't mean that in a shady way towards the couple. Like, has anyone ever been disappointed not to do something they don't want to do? Because it like if everyone's passive aggressive and gonna have strong feelings, like they probably don't want to be told what to do that day either. So at the end of the day, they'll probably be glad that they don't have to, you know, they can wear whatever dress they pick and they don't have to be able to get their hair done. Like yeah, exactly <laughs> be a win-win for them too.
1: <laughs> exactly. And also like like you were saying to kind of piggyback off of that is like if you were to have them in your wedding, like there would probably be more fights that arise than if you just were to tell them like it's just easier not
2: to yeah. have them. And you don't have to totally sever them from your day. Like right. there's lots of little – you can allow a couple of people to come get ready with you at one point. You can – like we're still having a bachelorette party with a bunch of people. Like you can – have little events leading up to it that a bridal party would typically attend and you can just say like, hey, you can come to this, but there's no job you have to do before. Like Mm
1: it's... It's literally just we're getting our makeup and hair done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Hannah, this was so much fun. (laughs) Tell everybody where they can find you, follow you, follow along on your journey.
2: Yeah, just um, Han Chambers, H-A-N-C-H-A-M-B-E-R-S on Instagram and TikTok.
1: Perfect. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you guys all next week. And until then, till death do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Samantha Bush, Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Rebecca sous Editing by Rebecca sous Social media by Samantha Bush. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to bridesatbetches.com.
0: batches